Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, and we are in episode 94. This is the second of three episodes dedicated to my interviews from the recent Detroit stop of the Vans Warp Tour. We have another doubleheader for you this episode. First, an interview with Lauren Cashin, the lead vocalist of the Baltimore-based hardcore punk band Sharp Tooth. And then after that, we'll have a chat with the frontman, Matt Honeycutt, of the Texas-based metalcore band Kubla Khan. So let's get into the interview with Lauren Cashin of the band Sharp Tooth. How's uh, how's Warp Tour been thus far for you? Crazy, insane, just chaotic, nuts. <laughs> it's an adventure. <laughs> How do you maintain yourself, like your mental health or your just your physical health, while doing a tour like this? Uh, however you can. Um, I. Uh, I at least have a bi-weekly complete mental breakdown underneath our backline truck where I cry for two hours and want to kill myself, and that's not a joke. So How do you feel keeping afterwards? it real. Uh, drained and emotionally exhausted and grateful for all the people in my life who like, dragged me through this shit. <laughs> yeah, Warped Tour can be kind of uh, draining. A little. Because you're little. always on the go. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you're, I mean, like, I honestly probably have it the easiest out of my whole band. They're all up at, like, 8 o'clock every single day after an overnight drive in a shuttle bus where we don't have real beds or anything like that. 
and uh, busting their asses to get the backline like truck unloaded, and then we find out when we're playing and show up there, and then sign shit for afterwards for like an hour, and it's a lot, a lot of running around. <laughs> right, right. Is there anything that you've learned by being on this tour? Uh, probably a lot. Uh, <laughs> just, I think, well, with any tour, um, I think one of the biggest things that you learn with touring is just being flexible. Um, I'm kind of a control freak, so I've had to kind of let go of a lot of that. And uh, it's been a very good exercise in that. Just like, pretty much nothing is ever going to pan out the way that I want it to on any given day, so I just kind of got to get used to it. <laughs> How long has the band been around? Uh, the band has existed for like six years, but the band has been sharp toothed as it is now for about three. three. How, how do you feel like even in those three years has the band grown? I mean, we went from playing basement shows a year ago to now we're on a warp tour main stage so for the entire tour so kind of do with that what you will <laughs> how does it feel like what happened to you know, be able to make that jump um knowing the right people and making the right friends and we uh got introduced to Kevin Lyman last year and we all really hit it off and so he gave us this opportunity which was very cool of him how was it like meeting him uh, the first time it was tight i mean like Especially in this industry, you just realize people are people, so you just go, so like, you know, you're going to go, told, hey, you're going to hang out with Kevin Lyman for an hour, you're like, all right, I'm just going to chill with some dude for an hour, tight. You can't really, like, you can't overthink that shit, because then you start treating people like they're not people, and that's fucking dumb. So, yeah, he's a great guy, and he's doing some pretty amazing things for this community, so, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a myth that a lot of people think that, like, just everybody in the music business you know, acts like they're not like regular people when there is just a lot of regular people that are kind of going through the same struggles and even are, you know, still have day jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and even this is, is a job. Like, you know, we all have to get up and like, we're going to work every day and like, this is our job. And it's like, you know, just cause you're a, like, you know, the, the performance part, that's only half an hour out of a 24 hour day, like, you know, the rest of the time we're running around like psychopaths and busting our asses to get things done and feeling like crap a lot of the time and just trying to eat and take care of ourselves. And in a lot of ways, it's harder than most jobs because it, it's kind of everything is different every single day. And so it's hard, a lot harder to plan. Yeah, I think it was Alice Cooper that once said, I think it was Alice Cooper, don't quote me, that said, like, I don't get paid for uh, the hour that I'm on stage. It's the other 23 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what is, you know, what is something that's been a part of your life or even just this part, um, this time into the band that, like a nugget of uh, advice that you would give to somebody listening to this uh, interview? Whatever, it doesn't matter if they're in a band or any industry that they're in. Regarding what? Anything, life, uh, the career, just something... Something that they might be able to like plug into their own life that maybe you've learned along the way. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just some person holding a microphone right now. <laughs> maybe that's my piece of advice. Just be you. Like, you know, 
sometimes you're just that person. You just yeah, just be you. Just be in the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that I mean, being present and not getting ahead of yourself, I think, is important. Have you had any sort of a, like a holy shit moment where it's like, hey, maybe I can do this music thing for a long time? Um, I've never really had any ambitions of being like a full-time musician by any stretch because there are no fucking women in metalcore. So I pretty much just never expected anything to kind of come of this band. Um, I did it because music is my passion and because I need to be performing in order to be a functional human being. Um, the fact that things kind of blew up and now we're on Warp Tour was, I never expected any of that. I would have been happy to have five people come and watch me at a basement show. So, yeah, I just feel lucky to be here. How do you sort of feel or deal with, you know, when you're just like one of the only really few women in a vastly male dominated genre of music? I mean, you know, my band does, we do touch on some issues that have to do with gender and gender identity and uh, I think that's important in a genre that doesn't talk about that ever um, just because it's yeah it is super male dominated yeah we definitely need way more representation it's not that there aren't women out there who love this music it's there's so much fucking gatekeeping in metal and hardcore that keeps women out of bands it's one of the reasons that there's not a lot of representation. We also need a lot of representation from way more people of color and way more people who aren't cisgendered and things like that in metalcore. It's been like a very straight white dude genre for an extremely long time. And uh, more representation just makes more people feel seen and heard and involved and like this is their music. I think heavy music is for everybody. So, How's important, how, how is it important to sort of have this discussion? And do you think more and more of those straight white dudes need to, you know, speak up and be like, there needs to be more inclusion? Absolutely. I think that good allies are one of the most crucial like things about equality you know i can i can get on stage and scream till i'm blue in the face but if i don't have you know allies of all genders and of all races and all sexualities also fighting for the same things it's going to be a very 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 slow uphill climb so yeah we need everybody on board with this shit <laughs> how do you kind of go about like any of those people that are just like that kind of are against a lot of that stuff, you know. Against equality? Equality, where they're like... Oh. If someone's against equality, you're a piece of fucking shit. That's what I have to say about that. I don't think that anything that Sharptooth says is particularly controversial. I think don't rape people isn't a controversial thing to say. I think that uh, treat people with mental illnesses better is not a controversial thing to say. And I think that all people should be equal is not a controversial thing to say. So if anyone thinks my band is fucking controversial, you're probably a piece of fucking shit. Well put, well put. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, well put. No, and I, and I f feel like there needs to be that sort of vigor when it comes to, uh, to dealing with these, uh, these topics. You're not going to really get people's attention, you know, with, you know, talking nice about it. And, and I mean, nice and I it. do talk nice about it 99% of the time. The half hour that I'm on stage is me getting to be in your face about it and a lot of the, the rest of the time there is actually kind of a social pressure on me to be um, the, the soft-spoken and articulate and very like, oh, like kill him with kindness type of person the rest of the time. But sometimes like, yeah, I, d I get fucking angry and I'm just like, seriously, if you're not on board with everybody being equal and having equal opportunities, fuck you. So there you go. <laughs> right, there's always sort of that, uh, that social thing where 
women, people of color have to almost take the moral high ground. Yes. To make concessions to other people's shitty behavior. Yep. All the fucking time. Yeah. All the fucking time. It's a. Uh, it's like you know when uh we're from Baltimore and during uh during the Baltimore uprising, people were like, well, like we'd be more likely to listen uh if people weren't riding in the streets and burning like. And like burning like the infrastructure of the city. It's like, yeah, but you didn't fucking pay attention until people started setting buildings on fire. So you know what? Maybe we do. Maybe people do. And other people do not have the right to censor other people's righteous anger. So, I mean, I don't know. You don't get to tell somebody how to, how to be angry, especially when they've been oppressed for their entire fucking life. So... Right, when you're in those neighborhoods and around that, that sort of so social norm, you mm -hmm. don't feel like it's your neighborhood or place anymore. Yeah. So why not just burn it down? Get their attention. Yeah, I mean, when you feel like the whole world is against you, of course you want to fucking strike back in that way. So I, don't bl I do not blame a single person who's ever started a fucking riot. What do, what, do you what, what do you feel like needs to go on from here on out to get this, get things like equality in regards to gender or um, gender or race or whatever to, you know, be heard more out there. I think we need to have more people willing to have difficult conversations and start difficult conversations about very difficult topics. And we need to all be willing to listen to each other um, and treat each other with compassion. I think that equality really is just about compassion and treating other human beings with under understanding and uh I think that's something that everybody should strive to do more in their lives. So, right, I won't hold, hold you up too long. I know you got to get out of here in a few. <laughs> but um, what's going on with the band right now? Yep, uh, we're writing a, our second full-length record, um, hopefully out in 2019 or something like that. And we will be going. We will be doing a lot more touring before the year is out. So we're gonna expect to see a lot of us over these next like six months, and expect to hear hopefully some new stuff from us too. What's a sharp tooth uh, show like? Uh, intense, chaotic, uh, righteously fucking angry. <laughs> um, we're we're a little bit insane, and you kind of like we have certain things that we like to do and like to address during our sets, but you also kind of never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, just be ready for anything, I guess. <laughs> What, what do you, you know, anybody that, that goes to your show, how do you want them to feel when they leave? Um, I want them to feel empowered, and I want them to feel like they have a voice, and I want them to feel represented and seen and heard, especially like a lot of the issues we talk about are things that not a lot of people talk about publicly. So I want people to feel like, like, hey, this band stands up for me, regardless of who you are. Even if you're a straight white guy, you know, we need fucking allies. We need good allies. So I stand for you too, so... Awesome, awesome. Um, if anybody wants to hear more from the band, more information, where can they go online? Uh, you can check us out at our Facebook, uh, Sharptooth. It, you look it up, it's one word. Ain't that fucking hard to find. <laughs> SharptoothMD is our Instagram and our Twitter. And uh, you can annoy me directly, cash and claws on Instagram. Go for it. I love making new friends. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, thanks. It was great talking with you. Yo, thank you so much. So that was my interview with Lauren Cashin, the lead vocalist of the Baltimore-based hardcore punk band Sharptooth. Their debut album, Clever Girl, is out now, so go pick it up. It's fresh. They just also announced they'll be joining Kane Hill, whose lead singer Elijah Witt was back on episode 83, on tour starting 
September 21st in Orlando through November 3rd in New Orleans. All the dates will be posted on the show notes for this podcast at freshofthepodcast.com. Now, the second interview for this episode is with Matt Honeycutt of the Texas-based metalcore band Kublai Khan, also recorded at the Detroit stop of the Vans Warped Tour. So let's get into the interview with Matt Honeycutt of Kublai Khan. How's Warped Tour been for you? It's been really good. It's a lot better than we expected. We're like a pretty small band, so uh, we've had a lot of just real positive support and a lot of people listening to us that I know probably would have never listened to us otherwise. So it's going pretty well. I could say better than better than well, you know what I mean, for us. So, so you say that the uh, crowd's been pretty open-minded for you guys? Oh, yeah, 100%. We literally haven't had a bad show as far as, like, reception. You know, it doesn't really matter what time of day we're playing or anything like that. Like, things are generally positive for everything that we're trying to do because we're, all, we're, we're, in a, we're a very, you know, niche uh, sound, I feel like. So most people that already know about us know about us and then people that don't if they're into it then i think that you know we fit the bill pretty well if that's what they're looking for you know right yeah you guys are really a really hard band how do you sort of you know what was your expectations going into uh playing warp tour and what you know what how are you sort of like you know uh thinking about what you guys were going to do on this tour Pretty much, like, our expectations were just, we didn't have expectations. Like, I did, I honestly had no idea what to expect. We've done a lot of, like, mixed genre tours and stuff like that, and a lot of tours that were really kind of out of our comfort zone. But those are the ones that you need to do, because if you're just playing to the same group of kids, you know, that already know your music every single tour you're doing, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to, you know, hopefully expand and get, get new listeners to listen to your stuff. So that was the main thing with this. We were just excited, A, to be on Warped just because we all went to Warped growing up. Then, B, it's kind of inevitable that, you know, if there's 22,000 people at a show, at least some of them are going to enjoy what you're doing without even knowing they knew it, you know, before they saw you. So, What was your memories of uh, going to Warped Tour when you were younger? Same shit as it is now. It's just hot and you got to walk everywhere and stand in line for everything <laughs> and I, don't get me wrong i'm thankful to be here i love it but it's it's a it's a it's a grind for sure when you're doing those sort of mixed genre shows you know how do you guys sort of go about that is there anything different that you do for those shows that you would do for something that was more a little bit more niche nah, honestly no nah, it doesn't matter who we're playing for or where at we just we do the same shit every time and I found over the years that that's kind of the appeal of our band for the most part is just it is what it is, what you see is what you get kind of stuff. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that we've been around as long as we have is just because we're not trying to, you know, pull any punches. We're just transparent. And I feel like, you know, hopefully it shows. And if it does, then people can appreciate it. And if they don't, at least they gave us a shot, you know. Right. I, I feel like with bands like you guys, it's like so heavy, so much attitude that it's just like you guys go in there and just do your thing. It's like a big middle finger, and everybody else who feels that will throw up their middle fingers and be along with you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I've been saying for a real long time. It's just like, you know, we're all, you know, really relaxed people. We're pacifists for the most part. Like, we, we don't really, you know, bring a lot of that stress outside of the stage because, I mean, for me, Doing, doing, you know, our 20 to 30 minute set every night, that's my chance to release all that energy, all this stuff. 
so I'm not an asshole to people in my everyday life or that I don't, you know, hurt myself emotionally because I'm, you know, suppressing shit. It's a, it's a real good outlet, just like for people that, you know, want to watch us and want to move around or, you know, dance or whatever they want to do. Everybody's just trying to, you know, get their outlet out. So, you know, yeah. When it comes to sort of like that niche of heavy music that you guys are a part of, what is, you know, what is some of the myths of all that that you feel like people have got got wrong? Uh, I guess just kind of like the whole hyper-violent, you know, aesthetic. Like, it's kind of thing, like, we're, like I told you earlier, like, we're, we're pacifists for the most part. Like, we don't start shit with people. We generally just kind of keep to ourselves. But people think, oh, you guys play heavy music. You must be really angry, horrible people. And it's just like, <laughs> no, man, it's everybody's an angry, horrible person at some point in their life. It's just a matter of how they express it towards others. So I feel like it gives us a really good opportunity to kind of balance ourselves out, you know. So I would just say for, for misconceptions and stuff like that, it's just the fact that just because we play music doesn't mean that we're, we're hateful, you know, mean people. We're very honestly nice and approachable and stuff like that. So you've know, had a lot of people say afterwards, like, oh, we didn't expect you guys to be so nice or something. It's like, oh, <laughs> kind of kind of sucks you know <laughs> i would i would hope that everybody i meet you know i can at least assume would be nice you never know but you know especially at a festival like this i don't think it's going to be a bunch of just cold shoulder assholes walking around you know <laughs> when you're sort of when you're on a tour like this or just any tour in general how do you sort of like deal with like the stresses of tour your your physical health your mental health uh, well, especially on a tour like this. This is the first tour we've ever done like this. It's just grueling. We're doing it in a van. We're not doing it in a bus. So there's five of us in one van <laughs> every day. We still drive. We still load all our own shit in. I run merch every single day. Doing interviews like this is the only breakaway I get from doing that. So basically what I've been telling myself is just keep pushing until you get home. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things kind of like it's like, I take a break for too long or I lose that momentum it's going to hurt me more than if I just kept going right so I'm just going to keep staying in the routine and just keep doing it till I get back because when I get home is when I'll be able to relax so is there anything that you learn like being on a tour like this oh yeah learn all kinds of shit learn about people learn about you know basically I don't know how to explain it really just stay you know we've been doing this for so long we've been touring for you know close to a decade now you know what i'm saying doing all this shit so basically now it's we we know the ins and outs we know everything we're doing it's just getting accommodated to this tour and basically learning the people on this tour like who's cool who's not you know shit like that so uh, for the most part we're we're pretty self-sufficient you know what i mean you said you're you know closing in on a decade of of of, of doing this band you know, when you kind of look back during that time, what do you, like, what really sticks out on your mind about, like, how you've grown as a band? Really just that it even happened. I mean, none of us expected any of this shit to go as far as it did. You know, if you would have told me 10 years ago that this is where I'd be at today, I'd be like, yeah, it's not possible. <laughs> you know, I had plans on going to college. I wanted to be a, an art school teacher and do all that. But as I got older, I was like, man, I hate teenagers. Like, I'm not even a very sociable person why the <laughs> hell did i want to do that this is definitely what i should be doing you know what i mean so 
Yeah, it just a lot of it's just surprise. I feel like it won't really set in until this band is done. All the stuff that we've completed and all the stuff that we've achieved. Because uh, we come from little small towns, so there's a lot of people back home counting on us to just kind of keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Why do you feel like your band has been able to catch on to be able to still do it 10 years later? I really don't know. I think a lot of it is just the fact that we... We've just kept going. Like we tour six, seven months out of the year. And then on top of that, you know, we're really avid about making a connection with our fans, trying to be, like I said, as transparent and just real as possible. And with that comes a sense of loyalty, I feel like. So the people that do listen to us have been by our side for a really long time, which in turn increases the longevity of our band. You know, if we were just, you know, doing it for any other reason I feel like besides the absolute love of doing it then we wouldn't have lasted this long because even still I mean it's it's no secret I tell people all the guys in my band know like I I've wanted to stop touring for years <laughs> I still enjoy it but do I enjoy it enough to suffer all the costs that it brings me and it's like I just teeter-totter on that thought all the time but at the same time I mean, it has an allure that nothing else has. It has stuff that I get out of this that I can't get in everyday life. So it's like, why, why stop now, you know? If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I really don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a, you know, wannabe part-time knife maker. I make knives from scratch. That's like my big-time hobby. I want to eventually start my own little company with it, teach some other people how to do it that I know are really interested in just start kind of doing production on that you know what i mean i want to be a business owner and shit but like i said i have no idea really to be honest with you i i've been doing this band since high school so i never really particularly had a chance to think about where i'm going after this but at the same time that's an awesome thing because the world is my oyster at that point you know saying that you, you know you've, you've done this band since you were in high school you know how how is it sort of transitioning from being a teenager into an adult being a, in a band uh yeah, i just keep getting older <laughs> i see all the the kids that keep coming to these shows and i remember when i was their age and that's one reason i really try to kind of handle our band the way that i do is because i was there i was in their position not too long ago i remember what it feels like to talk to somebody in a band and them actually talk to you like a person or to see a, a band that really changed your perspective on some stuff so I, I don't I have no you know disillusion that I'm my my youth is retained I know I'm getting older I'm getting older every year it's starting to show <laughs> but with that I can use that as a strength I can use that as a way to educate younger people you know and even people my age you never you're never too old to stop learning shit but yeah like I said main thing is I'm just I'm not trying to chase my youth like this is what it is and I'm just happy to be doing it you know what I mean when you're out on tour, you're meeting your fans, what are you guys talking about? What, what's usually the, the regular topics that come up? Typically just lyrical content. I mean, a lot of times people that, you know, listen to what I have to say on stage or listen to our music in general, they, they know that, you know, we're a very lyrically driven band. And a lot of the, I say a lot, but everything that our band speaks about is stuff that either pertains to my life personally my own personal struggles and you know stuff like that or just you know general 
struggles that, that you know, we as Americans or human beings go through but are relatable because I have been through it too kind of thing. And that's one of the main things, just people kind of telling me their side of the story and this and that and even having, uh, you know, I guess you could say like just friendly conversations about, you know, disagreements on issues because that's the whole thing is if you anybody who has a real hard standpoint on something, of course there's going to be an opposition. Well, that's one thing is I don't, you know, I don't entertain people getting angry about it. Like, for instance, yesterday we, we, uh, we have a song that we play that's about my personal, you know, problems that I've had with police. And I never say in a song, I never say fuck the police, I never say all cops are pigs and shit. I'm just telling you that there's a lot of civil distrust and here's what's happening. Here's what I've had in my life to where I have a problem with police. And I was out working out in the parking lot last night and some jack off like was walking off, uh, I guess was going back to his car, turns to me, flips me off and says blue lives. And I was like, oh. all right, dude, like that, that's how you feel about it. Like I'm not gonna entertain that shit because you obviously aren't listening to what the fuck I'm saying. You know, to, to think that, you know, there's people in this world that it's well, it's impossible to have a struggle or like everybody's got to support the police. It's like people just aren't thinking with their whole brain. And I, I try, I don't want to be a hypocrite when I say that. I try and see it from everybody's perspective. And that's why I said like in the song, I try to be very careful and very articulate about what I say because we live in a climate of, you know, polarization and yeah. outrageousness and everybody's got an opinion now and I feel like because of social media and just all that stuff it validates all those opinions whenever if we're all being real most of people's opinions don't fucking matter my opinion doesn't matter like it's an opinion and it pisses me off how everybody thinks that their their right to an opinion now is so powerful and it's like <laughs> I don't know who the fuck told you that but it's really not right everybody's got an opinion everybody's got an asshole too but you know it doesn't matter you right. Know. There's a lot of people that, that that think that their view of things is the only view or and they don't really keep they don't really uh, take into account other people's backgrounds or struggles. Yeah. And I mean, that that's one thing. Any any opposition that I've ever met on most of our topics are from people that I can guarantee have never even looked into a subject. They don't they're they're closed off for the most part. They don't agree because they're not willing to understand there are other people out there with other opinions just like i said i i do the same for other people i try my best to understand both sides that's why i'm very careful about how i present not only myself but how our band is presented but no matter what you do you can't make everybody happy if you even bring up the slightest hint of uh you know disagreement with most some people it'll just blow up out of proportion so i don't, I don't waste time on it how important is it for you to sort of be transparent about your struggles uh, through your music, you know, how, how important do you think it is to sort of have these discussions? I think it's incredibly important because so many people live their whole lives, you know, trying to, to please everybody else or just be a yes man or something like that, but that's not real life, you know what I mean? I want people to get a completely vivid and unadulterated view of my story because what other chance do they have? I have 20 minutes up there to explain a lifetime of accumulated things. So to be as real and raw and transparent as possible gets the point across in the most filtered, you know, I guess, 
maybe unfiltered is the right word, like yeah. pure way that, that can be understood. Because I'm not trying to sit there and dance around any subject and make it really poetic or make you really think on it. It's like, it's pretty caveman shit. It's like cut and dry, here's a ham sandwich. Like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So, The new album, really hard, really like it. Uh, when you were kind of when you guys were going into making this album, what was your sort of mindset into it? Were you just kind of like, oh, we're just gonna do what we do, or was there anything special that you guys had in mind? Same thing as the others. It's basically just, you know, Kublai Khan album 3.0. Like, we don't really think too much about like, oh, we're we're gonna push it in this direction. We don't give a fuck. We've been writing <laughs> the same shit since we started, and it's probably a blessing and a curse that we kind of don't venture out too much, but. At the end of the day, we were just talking about it yesterday. Like, we're all proud of our band. We're all proud of the things we've achieved. And at the end of the day, our musical integrity is intact because we didn't sell out. We didn't try and add a bunch of shit that wasn't us to try and gain new fans or anything like that. So that, that to me, is the most important is what can be said about ourselves at the end of the day, not what other people believe about us right now. Yeah, there's some bands that are good at going different directions. Then there's some bands that are good just staying the path that they, because they do something really, really well. And that's what, you know, maybe it's a blessing that they were able to find it so early on. And that's what what I think you guys are. You guys just do your thing and and just keep on going. And it it sounds great and it just keeps on getting better. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we try our best. Like, it's really... You know, we're not reinventing the wheel by any means, so it's like at least we could do is just try and keep it on a steady course, you know. If there was some sort of, like, nugget of advice or a lesson that you could sort of extract from your life or just being in the band, to somebody listening to this, whether they're in the music or any other sort of art form industry, you know, what, what sort of advice could you give to somebody? I mean, main thing is just believe in yourself because I guarantee you nobody's going to love your band or your product more than you do. There's a lot of people out there that would, you know, they'll exploit you. They'll use you for shit. They'll do anything they can to make a quick buck off you. So just, you know, don't sweat the bullshit, people. Just if you got a dream and you want to do it, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do it and you can't be in control of your dream, you know. Great. It's been good talking with you. Um, if anybody wants to find out more information, listen to anything online, where can they go? Uh, I mean, basically anywhere that our music's on, you know, Spotify, you know, iTunes, Amazon, all that shit. We have a Twitter account. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> I only have Instagram, but we have all three of those as a band. So, I mean, it's one of those things, man, if, if, you, if you spell our name right and you put it in the search bar, you'll find us. <laughs> so. Right. All right, man. Thanks for uh, chatting with me. Yeah, Go- thank you for Good luck me. on the tour. Thank you very much. So that was my interview with Matt Honeycutt of the band Kublai Khan. Their third studio album, Nomad, is out now via Rise Records. All the links will be in the show notes about where you can listen to more of uh, Kublai Khan's music. Check them out. They kick ass. They're fresh. Now, before we get out of this, uh, this episode of Fresh is the Word, I definitely want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshthepodcast.com. And share any links that you see on the website and any of your social media platforms. You can subscribe to Fresh is the Word at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just type in Fresh is the Word and it'll come up. Hit that subscribe button. And if you feel like it, please rate and review the podcast. And I'll definitely 
you know, read any reviews if I see them posted on a future podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Omega Fresh and on Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. And you can follow Fresh is the Word online on Twitter at FITW Podcast, on Instagram at Fresh is the Word Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. Well, that's another episode in the books. I'll have one more episode posted at the top of next week with uh, my final interview from the Vans Warp Tour. And I'll be with the Arizona-based band Dollskin. So be on the lookout for that. As always, thanks for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.